Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit FightRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest joining us from Australia is Leanda Michelle, and we will be talking about her new book, Nice Bridge. In a multidimensional universe where we wake to our multidimensional being, we have an opportunity to glean many aspects of self through our dreams. Woven into the continuous thread of eternal life is the game of Knightsbridge. Enter the mythical tale or read it as an honest report as determined by you and become a time traveler to cross the bridge from the old ways to the new. With no beginning, no end, it is a signature song sung in an elemental tune with nature as the backdrop. Are you ready to unlock your time capsule of truth and operate from the field of purity? Leanda is the author of four memoirs about love and belonging, one general nonfiction book, and has been a ghostwriter and editor for two autobiographies. Collectively, she has 23 years of writing experience and 10 years of self-publishing experience and recently worked with Rapid Versatile Publisher Next Chapter to release her latest title, Nightbridge. For more information, you can visit her website, which is leandamichelle.com.au. And with that, I'd like to welcome Leanda to the show. Good day, Leanda. Good day, Robert. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. And then, how about yourself? Yes, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, good. Well, I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Um, in addition to the content of your book, I just there's just some things that have happened um, over the weekend, and it makes me really want to talk more about multidimensionality. So, um, <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is very much so. So, um, I guess the, the first place to start with um, how would you describe Knightsbridge? Knightsbridge to me is a play on words. It's a bridge, of course, in you know that it's self-explanatory. But the knight is another word. Well, it's actually the old English word knit, if I've ex- ex- expressed that properly. And it means youth or servant. And I feel that we've all been servants to an invisible and visible force. So Knight's Bridge is the servant uh, that crosses the bridge to eradicate all aspects of slavery. And in the process, we discover and uncover more of our multidimensional being. Okay, so 
in the beginning um, of the, the description, we, we talk about it uh, that it may be a, may be considered a mythical tale, um, yet um, it can become a reader's story as, as well as your own. So can you tell us, you know, about that? You know, the idea of it. Um, you know, the, the I guess the multi. Um, purpose or the, the multi, you know, um, way of viewing the story. Absolutely. So it begins with a mythical type tale. If you consider um, the alchemist, you know, Paulo Coelho or Jonathan Livingston Seagull, it has that mythical beginning, but it's actually all metaphorical um, to... You know, as an example, the, the, the birds on the cover are, are not actually birds, they're beasts. And the beasts are what humans can become, of course. Um, we don't all do that, but we have been down that path over millennia. So as we move into the story, uh, by the time you get to chapter three, as an example, it becomes like... Um, Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversations with God. So there is this eclectic mix, but you're the, the reader, or the reader, not you specifically, but the reader has this opportunity to read it as um, the beginning and, and towards the end as well, the, the wholeness of the story as a, as a tale. It might be viewed as just the author's story, but it is actually the reader's story as well. So if you imagine um, you yourself, Robert, um, you are a being of light and you take out, go out on an adventure, um, you come across this bridge and the bridge beckons you to cross the bridge into unknown lands, unknown places, unknown yeah, destinations. And yet when you do, you find out that you're the dreamer, you're the, you're the person, the, um, the being, maybe not the person, but you're the being that um, dreams into being all of where you've been, where you are now currently, because everything's happening simultaneously in the time-space continuum. So as a dreamer, we can look into different aspects of where we are in our wholeness as a multi-dimensional being. So for me, this story, and I can go into um, how I came to write, write it in a minute, but for me, this story is an investigative um, view through my dreaming to look at, say, a, a beginning of time, but then it moves into, like, um, 2063, um, as a glimpse into the future and before it becomes, um, I become a main character in the story and, and, and what's going on in my life currently before I then move into like my, the light of me talking through me um, in all of the questions I have on this bridge as I move closer and closer to the light of who I truly am or what I truly am. Oh. Um, the 
beef um, that you talk about in your words. What, one thing that I found interesting in reading in just in the beginning of the book was mm-hmm. that the the one one thing about the beast that um what that is impactful is that you know not so much the beast itself but the shadow the beast casts you know as it's fine and to me i thought it was interesting because it to me you know we we often talk about the shadow self you know the our, our, you know, that little dark side within us, um, that, that we, you know, sometimes avoid, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be good and healthy to embrace. So, was that shadow aspect, um, kind of a look, that metaphoric look at the, the shadow within ourselves? Absolutely, absolutely. And also, it's, it, it goes beyond that. There's the shadow um, that we have come to know as, as the dark aspect of self, if you want to look at it that way, is, it's, you know, it's happened because of an invisible force um, and programming that we have all received that um, is now leaving, which is beautiful. So the beast itself, you know, it really foretells how man's inquisitive and ignorant nature, you know, has succumbed to temptation um, because it's always been that inquisitive, well, what's there? <laughs> what's there in that darkness, in that shadow? And interestingly, this morning I was standing outside in the light of the moon quite early and even that cast a shadow of me on the ground. You know, it's usually the sun that does that, but the moon does it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's the, the light during the dark <laughs> creating you in, you know, that, that exactly. particular shadow. You yeah. can't have one without the other. They both serve a beautiful purpose. It's a matter of, well, for my learning, it's been a matter of merging them to, um, to appreciate, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. what's contained in both of them. Yeah. And bring them together. Yeah. To, yeah, very much. So I don't want to get too far into the into the show without you know exploring that how you came to write it because it's it's a very unique storyline. So can you tell us about how how you came about it? It is a really unique storyline, and I never had a storyline when I started it. I'll be really honest. All of my mm-hmm. memoirs have you know I've had journals to reflect back on. They've been my life story. This was just so unique and different. And what happened was when I finished writing Boundless in, and, and published it, self-published that in 2021, November, um, there was a period of time where I was like, ah, oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and I really mm-hmm. didn't feel like I had a direction. And one night I couldn't sleep, so I got up and... Some time after midnight, um, and I start, just went to my computer and I thought, oh, I'll just play and see what comes out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. from, from that very first night, 
I really enjoyed what came through and there was this warmth that um, I felt at times in my body. So I continued to do that um, every night until I had 50,000 words. And I thought, and I didn't read back over it or anything like that. I just, I didn't even know if I had a book. I thought I was really just talking to myself. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and then um, after that I read to it and I thought, it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me, like, I don't understand. (laughs) And at that time it was, um, I understand now in hindsight, it was the light of me, you know, really connecting and drawing uh, the the creativity that, you know, naturally flows through all of us um, to the surface, just, you know, to see what, um, I was really capable of, and I guess that's been one of my uh, life questions is, you know, what am I truly capable of? And I don't have that question anymore. It's, um, it's dissolved, I guess, is the way, or vaporized. It's evaporated. <laughs> it's disappeared. <laughs> so um, it took a while. I had to wait a few months, and certain things in my life unfolded, before I went back to the book and I was really curious about it. Um, you know, there must be messages in there for me and yeah, slowly it all uh, started to come together and uh, I had this beautiful understanding and so it is, I've called it actually a cross genre. So, and it's mm-hmm. something that I've always done really. It's like, I remember when I wrote my very first book, Right to Heal, um, I was told by a manuscript assessor and, and, a, and a public, an editor from a um, publishing house that it doesn't fit any genre and now I know why. It's just like, I just don't fit into, you know, <laughs> the main green <laughs> line of mm-hmm. things. So, yeah, it's been a, um, I'm really happy with it, with the way it's turned out and to understand it. So it's my, my job, I guess, to, um, to offer it to people as something that they, there's a frequency in it, I know that, um, that will help unlock, you know, things within them to connect to their own uh, source connection so that the light of them um, draws them closer to the truth of, you know, who they are, what they are. Yeah, well, it's interesting. When I wrote my first book, Joy Potential, where you least expect it, it came, it was very much in a similar fashion as yours. It was, you know, one day I, I'm a, a nature walker, you know, I walk every morning, and one day the, the idea, actually the ending, came into my head um, first, and it was, you know, I, I would, as soon as I got back to, to my office from the walk, I immediately sat down and wrote what it was that kind of crossed my mind. And it worked that, um, and, and then once I finished what I had thought, I was out, okay, let me continue. Well, you know, it, it didn't. <laughs> let me continue. Um, I had to walk the next day, <laughs> you know, to find out what happened next. And, and, uh, it, yeah, so, and, and, you know, it was, again, you know, like you, it was that uh, guidance, that inspiration, that uh, spiritual kind of um, flow 
that happened. And, you know, and it was, you know, each day I would, you know, walk and I would, you know, find out, you know, what it was I was to write about and I would go back and write. And, and I'm, go ahead. Did you ever have any days, Robert, where nothing came to the page? Like, that happened to Absolutely. me. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, especially on days when it was, like, rainy or cold or, you know, something kind of um, made it so that I couldn't go out and walk. So, I'm, you know, and, of course, you know, being that, that whole ego kind of popped up and said, I don't need to walk to do it. But it's a nice and, and I sat down and it was nothing. <laughs> it was absolutely nothing. And so I, I, I also think that my, my guys were trying to get me on a good exercise routine. <laughs> but, but it was, it was funny that, you know, that that was the case, you know, and, um. Oh, yours is very unique to mine. As in yours took you out to nature and to me I feel that, you know, nature, um, you know, we, we are nature if we look at ourselves in the truest sense. And so, but for me, it was midnight, between midnight and 3 a.m. every night. And so, even if I went to the computer and sat there, sometimes nothing came through. So, yeah, you, you just, yeah, okay, that's very interesting. It is. And, you know, and it's um, that process, you know, if you look at all of the books on how to write, you know, how to write a story, that kind of thing. Or, you know, character development and, you know, mm-hmm. all the different kinds of, you know, you know, lay out the plot, lay out the storyline and, you know, pretty much like how that worked out ahead of time. Um, this was just totally contrary to that, you know. I mean, it was, you know, kind of by the seat of your pants, you know, just a lot of the... It's raw and organic, isn't it? And, it's, it, you know, in that way, it, it, it's nature. It's beautiful. Yeah, very much so. And like you, there were periods where um, some of the kind where where there was nothing coming through, you know. And you, like I said, you had to wait, you know, and to have certain things unfold. Um, that was very much me, you know. And that many of the situations that I you know pose in the book were experiences that happened, you know, either the day before, the day after, but it, but it was it was kind of like I life had to happen first <laughs> before Ooh. I could put it to word. I I I understand that too from from where I was um, speaking in the, in this book as well, and I asking questions and the questions coming through definitely yes I can relate. To yeah. That. Yeah, so for those listening, you know, this is kind of just a, a little bit of note, you know, that that is a process, you know, that, you know, you, that um, individuals can follow, you know, and, and that that uh, stream of, of consciousness. And, and in, in mine, um, I had to even go back and rewrite later because one of the characters, I had named one of the characters and was, talking about the character for a while, and then it just, it didn't fit. You know, I mean, it was one mm-hmm. thing that just, it just didn't feel right. And um, <laughs> so I had to, I actually went back and, you know, did a little research and kind of, you know, uh, names and means and that kind of thing, and, and actually came up with um, a name that I felt 
um, reflected the essence of the character. And, and when I did that, I had to actually go back and rewrite, the, you know, the character's, you know, interactions um, based on that new energy. And um, and it felt much better. And it felt much better. It's like, okay, this works. And, and that, you know, and, you know, that's, I guess, one of uh, the downsides, so to speak, of <laughs> not developing your characters ahead of time. You may have to change their name <laughs> and rewrite. Um, but to me, it was, it was that's a, I thought that, that was okay. You know, it's like, you know, that's fine um, that, you know, that I had to do that. It just, for me, provided clarity, you know, more more clarity. Of course, and it's great that you loved it. That's, that's the most important part, isn't it? You know, that we love what we're doing because otherwise it, it, it reflects through, um, you know, to the readers. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. In one sense, but it's uh, also for you. <laughs> well, it is. It is. You know, and mine was, uh, my story was a, well, there was an individual gentleman from Australia, probably, I had on my show, probably cast now. Ten years ago, um, who wrote a book, and he called his book uh, he, the genre. He called it faction. You know that it was facts based in a fictional story. You know, you know but it was, but it was, you know, and, and to me that was mine because you know the the character, the main character in the book, um, was me. You know, um, in some of the you know trials and tribulations that I was you know, kind of working through, um, but but it was you know it wasn't me, but it wasn't me, and and the the environment and the situations that they came across, some of it was exactly what I was doing, and some of it was you know structured differently, you know, more of a, a fictional kind of a situation. But anyway. So I always yes. describe mine as faction. <laughs> so uh, I, very, I like girl. that. It was, it's great to know that one too. Talking about loving your work, one of the things that I really loved about um, Knightsbridge is in places it's very poetic. So for me, I loved its rhythm and flow and it was just so exciting to write like that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's wonderful to be able to have that flow, you know, come through and, you know, and when, when, I mean, a story has a rhythm to it, um, it's, it's just much easier, you know, and say creative, but you're really co-creating, you know, with, you know, with inspiration, um, creating the story. So one of the things um, we talk about too is uh, about uh, Night Bridge is that uh, life is a game of Nightbridge. You talk about the game aspect. Can you tell us um, about that? Because, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, it does seem like life is a game, but other times it doesn't seem so, you know, fun and, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. yeah, it's really interesting that that came through in the writing that Knightsbridge is a game um, because I was, you know, looking for that, you know, what is the game as, as I was going through. But what I discovered was the game is really embedded in the story in a, in a frequency type of sense. It's uh, to bring it now to the surface to answer your question. 
it's the game of life and the, the, the things that we get, you know, stuck in, um, you know, running out there to um, to work a job, to bring in money and pay the bills and this whole game that we have, it's like we're being placed on a, on a monopoly board <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, life has been like that um, for, you know, we created it essentially um, many, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago, progressively, that's how we have have moved along on this, you know, chessboard, you know, making different moves, making different choices, and but it's all been from the the wrong programming. And so when we move into, and this is, you know, what the book based on, into purity, into the pure love aspect of the light of us and what we are, we don't play that game anymore. And we're more in tune with nature and ourselves. And it's not to say that we don't work or we um, done different principles. It's based on community and, and helping and sharing and you know, sharing food, helping each other grow food or um, you know, one might have a particular set of skills that can help another. Um, as, as, a, as an example, I previously worked uh, with the, in the aged care industry uh, in the field, uh, caring for the older folk, and I love that role, um, being able to sit and listen to people's stories. I mean, no surprises there. Um, but, you know, as people age in our community, um, you know, and there is a, um, a friend whose um, husband is, um, you know, not in a healthy way, um, you know, we can, I can go and uh, assist by sitting with him while she gets some fresh air and goes for a walk at the beach mm-hmm. and things like that. So there's this beautiful harmony is what I want to say. Um, when we operate from from pure love as opposed to playing the game. Yeah, yeah, that very much, you know, I, I agree with that. It, it's, that, I, I mean, it's like, that, you know, life is that big jigsaw puzzle. We're a piece of the puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. and we fit, we, we connect and fit with other pieces, you know, well, you know, and um, it's not until we can take a um, higher view of that interconnectedness, do we really get to see the whole picture and, and see what what you know what it's all about? And I don't know that we ever do see the whole picture. Um, for me, it comes in when we need to know. And it's a, like I always used to look for that bigger picture, but I, I it's like I think I've realized that um, there's no need to do that because you just run it around in circles. You'll never find it. It always eludes you. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, it's like uh, there's, a, there's a famous saying, a quote about the butterfly. Um, it won't land on you unless you sit still. <laughs> I can't remember right. the exact words, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, um, and, and I understand what you're saying. You know, the idea of chasing that bigger image or, or, or the purpose, you know, what, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, singular purpose here when, when in fact there may be multiple purposes one might have. Um, but also, you know, the, the idea of, you know, and to me, 
it's um, you know, getting that bigger picture rather than have it be a um, something that is sought after. We, to me, we often can get glimpses of that picture, you know, when we, you know, have those aha moments or, you know, or those, um, you know, experiences that kind of stick out as, oh, my gosh, yes, I see where this all fits together, you know, and, and, and you know, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, a, you know, a complete picture, because I'm, you know, like you say, I'm sure we really, you know, would have difficulty sometimes being, you know, I think so, it'd be a big shock to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of the brain couldn't handle it. Um, but, uh, but, but the idea is, you know, we, you know, we, we can get that glimpse of, you know, our place, um, our, uh, our role, our, you know, the, the contribution that we make to the whole. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then, yeah, and when we get that, then, um, yeah, I think those are, you know, those little glimpses of, of insight, you know, and, and, and the, I think that that's, you know, that's valuable to be able to, to get that. It, it is definitely, and it can vary so much from, you don't, you don't necessarily have to do anything to realize the value that you contribute to the whole. Um, it can be as simple as, you know, a, a mum making her children a beautiful meal. So mm-hmm. it's just so varied, and it, then it can go right to, you know, the opposite extreme too, where, um, Someone's able to do something for a community on a really large scale. So, yes, it is. It is very helpful to have those to feel like you have a role that you play. But I feel myself more is being revealed in that way too. The more um, the more I sit in stillness and, and silence and be with the earth. Uh, yeah. I love gardening, and it's one of my favourite pastimes to. To, to watch the seeds grow <laughs> mm-hmm. and and see, you know, those seeds within ourselves too, um, the things that we would really love to bring to earth and yeah. see those, you know, the correlation of, between the seeds and of what we want to bring and the seeds that we're growing in the garden. It's, it's a lovely marriage, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I just saw a um, a show with Sting, the singer Sting, um, with you know he was at his um, place in, in his wife's place in Italy, and you know when the interviewer was asking about you know what he treasured most of being there in Italy, um, and it, his response was. Just that, planting the seeds and watching them. The miracle of growth, you know, from seed, you know, and in particular, he was talking about his vineyards and, and the, the estate that he purchased that was in disarray, but it, mm. but he is like, and the, the people who lived there, um, you know, gave it the love and care 
that it desperately needed. And when that happened, you know, literally the fruits of their labor, you know, were, were able to nourish, you know, the community. And, and to him, that was, it's like, that was it. You know, it didn't say anything about his mm. music, you know, or his fame. None of that. Isn't that it was, wonderful? Uh, it was, yeah, it was just the, the, you know, growing of food and nourishment and just watching it go from seed to, to table. <laughs> and, uh, so. And to um, enjoying it and it, cause the fuel, yeah. the food fuels our body to, to continue to, to, to live um, in harmony with, with everything. So that's, that's lovely. I've got a friend also that's, um, renovating her place on the land and she's growing a lot of fruits and vegetables and it's so inspiring um, to see all of that flourish as well and just we put a net over um, and it, you know, to keep out the, the moss but we watched as this beautiful bee sort mm-hmm. of flew up the side of the net and then you know went in through the, the hole in the netting <laughs> to, to get to the flowers mm-hmm. and it was just so inspiring. Yeah. Wasn't going to let that net stop them. <laughs> so no. That's, and that's, not, the, that's yeah. not the meaning, but, you know, it's not the reason for the net being there. So it's great that no. it's still there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we're, we're just past halfway through the show, um, Amanda. So I want to take just a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the multidimensional universe in a multi-dimensional being, okay? Okay. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Leanda Michelle and from Australia. But we are talking about her new book, Night's Bridge. And again, you can find out more about Leanda by visiting her website, which is leandamichelle.com.au. Okay, with that, we're back, Linda? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so the multidimensional universe and state of being. 
Um, so first, I guess, um, can you talk about um, just exactly kind of your view of, of that dimensionality, um, both universe and the being? Uh, it's such a big question, isn't it? The multi-dimensional universe. You know, when that first, when that sentence came to me in a multi-dimensional universe where we wait to our multi-dimensional being, we have the opportunity to glean many aspects of self through our nightly dreams. I went, I, I knew I loved it. My whole body resonated to it, but it was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, it sounds so big. Um, uh-huh. You know, for me, you know, I think it's best if I start with the multidimensional being. And multidimensional being for me is a realisation looking through maybe a kaleidoscope and seeing all the different fractals of colours and and light and realising that, you know, Robert and Leander might be here talking at the moment, but there are also aspects of us um, elsewhere, you know, in different multi-dimensional parts of the universe. And so, in our dreaming, um, I did a dream, I did dream teacher training, um, some years ago and, yes, with Robert Moss. And in that I learned uh, a lot about dreaming, you know, the nightly dreams that come through, um, you know, when we wake, say, in the middle of the night or early hours of the morning and you have that vivid recollection of of, um, doing something, you know, very different or being somewhere very unusual or seemingly unusual. For me, it's been about um, learning beyond that. But at the time, it was bringing those, um, understanding that we're always um, bringing those aspects of back to us in our wholeness so that we, at, at some point in time, and I mean I can't say when because I haven't done it myself, but I feel that we will, through our own dreaming, and that can be not necessarily the dreams that we wake with, but through our own um, spontaneous dreaming as in you know, those aha moments or those mm-hmm. urges that we get that we just know something, um, whether we are in a particular place or just, you know, with somebody that says something and we're triggered um, into having a deep inner knowing that there is that aspect of us coming back to us and... The more whole, the more whole we are, the more it's like the identity has uh, less less of a role, and we are more the light of ourselves, in so much as that we're aware of all these different other aspects of our of ourselves, and um, we can bring back information, say from the future timeline. Uh, which is all happening simultaneously, as I mentioned, into now so that it can actually assist maybe um, with finding solutions for different problems or situations on on Earth as we we navigate these intense times of, of great change. 
Uh, now, um, the multidimensional, I have to type, um, this weekend, I, I met a woman, um, she's, um, a, uh, new client of my, my partner's, um, that, to me, after meeting her, you know, and interacting, you know, for a day, um, I came, as I was driving home, it, it just crossed my mind that she is a multi-dimensional being. <laughs> um, and it was, and it was, you know, of course, you know, when, when a, a thought like that kind of passes through, for me, when a thought like that kind of passes through my head, it's like, huh? <laughs> you know, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. I love it. And, so what gave you yeah. that impression? Well, the, what happened was, is, um, you know, we had some wonderful conversation, wonderful conversation, and the, when I kind of looked at or thought about her questions, you know, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, our, we talked about my partner and I talked a lot about our experiences and that kind of thing, and she had some wonderful questions. Um, but to me, it seemed that she was, um, that, that the questions were from a, uh, a standpoint of curiosity. And not, not that, you know, I'm curious as to, you know, what these guys did, but, but it was more of a, you mentioned fractals. You know, it was kind of more like the, the information that she was curious about was a particular facet of, you know, him or me or, or the situation. Mm. So, and it was like, it was kind of like an alien, but not, you know, you know, big but it kind of like an alien, you know, visiting a different, what I would say, if I were visiting a different dimension, I would be curious about some of the things, you know, that, that were involved in that dimension and, and people and their reactions and their interactions. So, you know, I mean, so it, it, that's the way that it came across to me, that there was this um, basic curiosity in, in the um, interest of, um, learning, learning about, you know, this dimension, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, finally, so that, you know, and, and it was, um, so anyway, I just thought, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was a chicken or an egg thing where, you know, we booked our show and, and I read about the, you know, your book in the multidimensional being or universe and, and then I, you know, meet this fascinating woman and who, you know, comes across as, you know, to me as, as one being, you know, multidimensional and, and, uh. I find it, I find it interesting. I find it interesting um, if I can just say there because what is the what is what what was she mirroring to you? Uh, you know, for, I'll just ask you that question. What was she mirroring to you? Um, hmm. Mirroring, I'm not sure. You know, the um, I'm not sure what. For me, if I, if I were you and I was being asked all those questions, I see that you do that in your role with 
interviewing people too. You're very curious, which is it's a beautiful reflection. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I really never thought about it as you know, as far as a mirroring, you know, of my <laughs> my curiosity with with people. Um, but it was, um, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because it it had the you know, like with with us talking, you know, we're you know, talking about your book, and you know, we're talking about things that um, you know, my curiosity is is. Um, not one of, um, I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm asking, you know, questions specific. that. Specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, yeah, they're specific, but, but, you know, my goal is, you know, just you know, finding out more information. Um, and, and it's, hers was more of, the, the questioning seemed to be more of a, um, of a, Definition of a, of a of a defining you know it's kind of like you know the idea of you know the each person is a gem you know and, and we, you know we all have these different facets to ourselves and and so with with us we have a very directed conversation you know with you know I mean and, you know it's a back and forth and flow but it's um it, it's we're kind of focused on you know a particular facet of our, you know, like the passage of your writing and the book, you know, um, versus a a wider range of, you know, how do you feel about, you know, interconnectedness of people or how do you feel, you know, what you're, you know, feeling about politics or, you know, I mean, it was, um, to me, hers was a, it was a, you know, uh, um, a an exercise in exploration, you know, um, and uh, you know, and, and again, you know, the, the thought, as I was, you know, kind of going through my head, of like, first of all, you know, after all, the idea of you know that was an odd thought, you know, to come to my <laughs> to my head, um, you know, once I got past that and tried to um, tried to define, you know, what. What gave me that impression? It was that you know the um, and, and with her too, there was a lot of um, um, in a way ran, randomness, you know, to the questions. I mean, it, it was they were wide ranging, and, and you know, where ours is, you know, hopefully very, you know. Yeah, directed and, you know, um, you know, following a particular flow, you know, and again, you know, we're kind of looking at, you know, one or two different um, facets of ourselves, you know, in our interaction. This one was, to me, it seemed wide-ranging, you know, and again, it was just, you know, what I thought, um, you know, if I were to visit, different dimension, or if I were experiencing a different dimension, what is it that I would, well, what is it, first of all, that would lead me to believe that it was a different dimension, you know, and then not only that, that once I recognized that it was something else, um, then, you know, like, tell me more, you know, tell me, you know, let me, uh, let me learn about it. It's kind of like that old TV show, Quantum Link, you know, where they, they, and they go to different, you know, the guy jumps between different, 
know, scenarios and lives and, you know, and experiences, different things, you know, and is that, you know, in each of those shows, you know, there was a process of learning the culture and the people and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and what were similarities, what are differences? Um, so anyway, um, to me, it was, uh, it was, it was just interesting. It just opened up the idea of, you know, maybe we have, um, some, maybe some people are, um, experiencing that multi-dimensionality um, either more intensely or more vividly or, you know, and, and then... More, more you know, realistically, does, probably. Yeah, exactly, you know, and, and mm-hmm. then does how, do, how does that mess with one's head <laughs> in a way that, you know... And that's you know, just, my yeah, that thing, we've got to get out of the old game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it exactly. won't mess with yeah. the head. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that if one experiences that, you know, that I think it's it's um, very helpful to be able to recognize it, you know, as, you know, that, that uh, possibility, that, that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, a multidimensional experience and, and that it's okay, you know, and it's not something to be scared about or, you know, to, to question, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, because, it, you know, it can for for some people who have problems, you know, detaching from the old, um, that, it, it, you know, it can create some, you know, struggle that, yeah. of course. in my opinion, doesn't need to be. Yeah. Mm. And it's wonderful that there's so many people, in, you know, in, around the globe today that can assist, you know, with moving through those difficult challenges, you know, when those things arise. Yeah. So, well, didn't mean to, but you know, this is to me, this is one of those cases, just very, very much like you know, the, the writing of the book, where you know, life happens, you know, and, and certain things, you know, pop up and. You know, you have synchronicities and coincidences and things that give you a glimpse into, you know, being at the, in the right place at the right time, experiencing what you should be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you play the game with your dreaming, um, you can orchestrate to be in the right place at the right time, but it may never, it may not work out very well. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful well, journey, and there's just so much more unfolding all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, we're we're winding down towards the end of the show, um, Amanda. So, what 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 do you hope um, the readers are going to you know take away from reading Nightbridge? My um, heart's wish would be that when they read the book that they feel more into their body and, you know, maybe they will get a glimpse of, you know, uh, a feeling for the frequency in which it's been written. Um, And for them to realise that they can agree or disagree with my words based on their own personal truth and, you know, that they may see and um, recognise maybe not see, but recognise or have that affinity with the the game that, you know, that they've been, that we've all been playing. And to, to realise um, 
within themselves that they have this beautiful pure uh, aspect that it's not an aspect it's a pure wholeness of what they really are um, and yeah turn ever inwards um, but an, and outward at the same time it's, it's like it's a bit hard to explain <laughs> but I'm sure you understand my meaning yeah, enjoy the yeah. journey yeah. enjoy the journey and not be yeah. afraid of the unknown yeah right. or embrace yeah. the unknown because you know fear is um, there is you know there's courage in the absence what is it there is a saying yeah. that courage and fear <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's um, there, you know, with our um, increasing vibration, you know, you know, with so many um, challenges that the world is going through, it's it can be, you know, rather fear-inducing in the sense that you know so many um, things that we once thought were, you know kind of set in stone or concrete, you know, from everything from our structures, you know, to, um, you know, just to, to the uh, world, um, you know, as a collective, you know, that once we recognize that, you know, there's an opportunity there, you know, that, that uh, you know, a changing vibration can be a very good thing. You know, kind of lean into it, you know, rather than to fear it. Exactly. And returning to nature is, it, it, it trumps everything, I think. It's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what I do. <laughs> my, my photography is nature-based, and every time I mm-hmm. think, oh, maybe I should expand that, I'm like, well, you know, nature's a good thing. <laughs> you know, nature's a good thing to focus on. I think the reflection and the mirror of that, you know, that statement that I just made, a return to nature, is really, that's what I was meaning, is returning to the nature of the self, too, of what we really are. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Well, this has really been a wonderful conversation, and I really want to thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Robert. I have really enjoyed it, too, very much. Great, very much. Okay, everyone, um, I want to remind you that you can... Find out more about Leanda's books as well as her other services by visiting her website, which is leandamichelle.com.au. And also check out her new book, Nice Bridge. Um, it's a wonderful book. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this edition. I'll be bringing inspiration to her show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.